Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome to Rainbow Soul, Soul Astrology, Astrology Forecast. I'm Hollis Taylor. I'm one of your astrologers today. And you can learn about me at my website, divineandrogen.com. I do lots of cool readings, astrology readings and things like that. I can help you, uh, you know, figure out which way you're going in life. Very helpful indeed. <laughs> and <laughs> hi, everybody. I'm Brighthawk. You can learn more about me at brighthawkproductions.com. I'm a musician, astrologer, storyteller, author of the book, The Dancing Hippo. And you can learn more about it at my website. And I'm Lacrosse Ortiz, uh, Jack of all trades, master and nun. I'm a professional student. I also have a series, as you see, The Fool's Journey, Color Journal, and The Ones, The Cups, and the, the, what's the other one? Pentacles. (laughs) Pentacles. <laughs> so um, it's color journal keywords, so you can just ponder on the card and um, just journal it. And yeah. yeah, and you can find me on Facebook, uh, TikTok, and oh my God, what is the other one? Instagram. I'm like, oh my God, my words are going. Mercury. Yeah, my communication is poop. <laughs> Mercury's in retrograde, friends, right now. It just is stationing for us as we're recording this. So please excuse our stumbling over words and not really know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, that's Mercury retrograde. So Yeah. And Venus retrograde can also make us feel a little like, eh. <laughs> so, so we might also feel a little, eh. So just forgive us. We're only humans. Just like you. Mm. We're experiencing the transits just like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um I think I'm gonna um so let's take a moment to ground and center. Get yourself centered in the here and now. Take a moment to close your eyes if you can. Put your feet on the floor. Help make yourself comfortable. Just take a few deep breaths. stressed if you take a deep breath in and blow out till you can't blow out anymore 
it'll really help reset your system and you can do that a few times in a row and it will help you yourself centered I'd like to take you on a little visual journey with the planets and I want to just take you out and as you step onto the ground outside with the beautiful night sky above you as you peer up into the beautiful night sky There are stars everywhere and they seem to just scatter across the sky and the stars can just make you feel like they go on forever but one of them is not exactly a star and it's actually a planet it burns bright and it starts to move towards you pretty quickly and it's spinning around but it seems to be going counterclockwise backwards and in this moment you recognize this planet as Mercury gender queer planet, the gender non-binary planet, the planet of both and neither. The messenger of spirit. delivers us messages from spirit or helps us communicate and deliver our own messages broadcast on the internet and technology all elements of mercury Mercury, as it dances in front of you, backwards in the sky, it reminds you of how sometimes things need to be reviewed, that maybe we need to slow down with our communication, maybe we need to take an extra moment to review, and that some things might need to be changed. Maybe we need to do it a little differently. Mercury is a reminder to reset things, to review things, to look more closely. And it's frustrating might feel sometimes during Mercury retrograde. It 
it's just helping us take a reflection of what needs to be changed. What needs to be different now? That's the messenger of this amazing gender variant planet, the planet of both, the planet representing the switch of back and forth that maybe gender isn't as binary as we thought. Mercury moves back and backs up back into the sky amongst the stars where it was before as it quickly moves back to where it was we are reminded that the messages that Mercury delivers are divine to help us get it right Help us get on the right path. We can be grateful for this time of review and edit. And I encourage you to hold Mercury in your heart when it's going backwards as a time to review or edit or revisit something. Do it again to fix it. And as we are reminded of the vast messages of the planets and the stars and the zodiac, we are held in peace and safety. As we walk upon this planet, and I invite you to come back into your body, come back into your presence, and feel your feet on the floor. so much we appreciate you all right nice journey all right my friends um so if you haven't guessed it 
Mercury is going retrograde. Um, retrograde. It is retrograde during this time. By the time you're hearing this, it's actually retrograde now. Um, it's in the shadow. It's and usually it's when retrograde slow when Mercury ret- slows down to go backwards when it first starts, like that first week or two. That's when most of us feel it, unless it is in some sort of aspect or something like that in your chart most of us feel mercury go retrograde and you know who feels it the most are people with strong virgo or gemini placements because mercury rules those two signs uh and mercury rules uh gemini because gemini is very much about talking and broadcasting and networking okay and Mercury, and it's also about like learning a lot of different things and, th- you know, um, that kind of energy. And that's very mer- Mercury. And Virgo also kind of tends to be very up in the head and very like sort of chatty and things like that. So that also is why Mercury rules Virgo. Okay. So um, I think it's interesting um, how. You know, people have gendered the planets like Venus and Mars. And a lot of people in astrology are trying not to do that anymore, by the way. Okay. Um, I think that's fine. But I um, I also think that if we make room for other genders, it could also be a great way to celebrate that. So, um, and I think it's cool that Mercury is sort of gender variant, uh, you know, Mercury tends to be a little bit of Loki. Uh, and I think that's where people find that, well, shit happens. Just shit happens sometimes. And Mercury's not bad. Mercury 99% of the time is going forward and you're grateful for Mercury. <laughs> um, and when it goes backwards, um, we feel like we have to do things more than once and that's usually frustrating to just about anybody so (laughs) usually Um, quick question what if you're born in a retrograde yeah i was just does it affect yeah well i don't have mercury but i have other signs in retrograde so i was wondering how does that affect is it smoother for you or is it um so I've only, um, I guess I became aware of the, the fact that I have a Mercury retrograde um, the last five years mm-hmm. while we've been studying astrology. And um, we listen to a lot of different astrologers. Stormy Grace and Anne Ortley have both been very good teachers about helping, you know, bunches of us have planets in the retrograde. So when you're in the retrograde, it's usually what? We're reviewing, we're thinking, we're taking stock before shooting forward. Um, So Mercury retrograde ends up being, we're back to what feels okay for us. Okay, everybody, just take a step back, take a breath. Let's look at this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, Ann Ortley always talks about a, a, a lawyer a client she has that who has a mercury retrograde and just gets massive amounts of settlements during when it's his time so to speak you know time matches up with what he has in his chart and whenever you hear that i always go hmm note to self when your time is what matches what's going on now 
this could be good for you actually. And so I always try to look at it as not really good or bad, but how to make it good for you, sort of how to surf it to the best of our abilities, you know. And you're what, Virgo rising, and yeah. that's a pretty strong Virgo placement. Right. And so right now, the uh, placement of Mercury's pretty well stationing at around 20-something degrees, and my Mercury's at 20-something degrees in Sagittarius it's the perfect 90 degree angle square. Yeah. So not only is it going to square, it's going to square and stall. Oh no! <laughs> Plus my second Saturn return is getting its second pass of Saturn is now sitting right there and it's going to turn like one degree for my placement. So it's going to stall at that point, you know? Yeah. Jupiter, same story. I've got a Jupiter return happening at the exact same time. My Jupiter's retrograde and Jupiter is about to go retrograde and it's going to do that same thing, stall just a few degrees off in conjunction. And Mars just this last week passed over my Mars in mm. conjunction, but thankfully kind of kept on at least moving. it didn't go retrograde <laughs> over top of your mars oh um, my god yeah. so like to have all of that i've i've been really grateful to know what's going on in my chart so that i'm not uh inadvertently taking out this enormously intense energy on some <laughs> innocent soul who doesn't know they've accidentally crossed me or something because it's a lot and it's a lot of fire energy as you can hear and thankfully some earth right yeah and of course saturn's water so <clears throat> i guess we have a little bit of a mix yeah but oh but and not I've enough that, and not I've enough had, air to think your way out of and it and i've had that pluto lunar opposition pluto opposing my moon for months, which is also like careful about your temper. Oh, really, Mars? You know, <laughs> on my ascendant. So, yeah, really good to know what's going on in your chart. Hollis is super helpful. I just have to say, I am totally biased and I am totally right that they do very good readings. And if you want to give yourself a treat, get a reading with Hollis because. Wow, it'll really save you some time and energy from fighting yourself on certain things when it's just like, take a breath. We're all in this together. It's a ride. <laughs> and this is your ride. This is what, you know, the stars are saying and your planets are saying for you. This is what I've shared a little bit about what's going on for me. But the times that we are in, wow. And the thing <laughs> is, is that if you want to learn about astrology what's going on is watch your own chart like you know look at your chart how and and if you just look every day uh you'll have an idea of what's going how things are moving real slow and then as you get to know things and you can go you know there's lots of free websites out there to get your chart for free there just look up what is the symbol for planet planet symbols astrology and you'll get little cheat sheets print them out and hang them up near your computer and when you look at your chart you can be like okay that's mars moving across this arrow to the left which is my <laughs> ascendant right okay and so so then you can know and so the thing is about retrogrades is i think for personal planets and so that's going to be 
Mars and Venus and Mercury, okay? I consider Mercury a personal planet. And so those are more personal planets. And you're going to notice when they go retrograde, okay? You'll notice when the other ones go retrograde too. But if you have them in retrograde and they go retrograde, you're going to have a different experience than everyone else. Mm. Then there are some other planets, the bigger, newer planets that were discovered. That would be like Jupiter and Saturn. Um, and I guess Saturn isn't that new, but it's not really, it's, it's a bigger planet. It's a, it has a bigger impact. And if your Saturn is retrograde, when Saturn goes retrograde, it might depend on where Saturn is. Um, if it's on your Saturn, you're in your Saturn return, poof, you're going to feel it. But if it's not squaring, maybe it's sextiling it or something like that, you may not notice it quite as much. So it will just depend on what planet it is. With Jupiter, I notice that because Jupiter is in my sixth house, Jupiter's in my house of daily living, I tend to notice if Jupiter is either in that house and goes retrograde or forward, and I was born with Jupiter retrograde too, lacrosse. So I don't know, like if you have Jupiter retrograde, but yeah, no, I'm looking uh, at my chart. So <laughs> like, yeah, look at it. That's what we're doing. About? Yeah. yeah so do you yeah, have Jupiter this, retrograde? No, I have Saturn retrograde and my ascendant, which is Virgo retrograde. So, okay. Yeah. Your so you yeah. have Saturn retrograde and what? My Saturn is retrograde in Aries. And my ascendant is retrograde in Virgo. What is on your ascendant? Because it's not your ascendant that's retrograde. Is there another planet there? It just says my ascendant, 13 degrees, 11 Virgo. Hmm. Yeah, because yeah, your ascendant, it's usually planets that go retrograde. And what that usually means is that it appears. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. My okay. Chiron's retrograde in Aries. Okay. And well, Saturn almost, is retrograde. Okay. So almost everyone has Chiron retrograde, by the way. Um, almost everyone. Not everyone, but um, a lot of people do because Chiron's in retrograde a lot of the time. And so Chiron retrograde, and I think the reason Chiron is retrograde most of the time is because it usually refers to internal scars, right? Oh, okay. And so this is our wounding. And the other thing about retrogrades um, is that as you age, so when you get to be past your first Saturn returns into your 30s and 40s and 50s, you start to master that retrograde and you become a master of that more than you will become a master of other planets. Why? Because it has been challenging to you as a young person and then you become a master of it. So like Jupiter is um, like luck and um, it can be about philosophical thinking. It can be about expansion. And so you might struggle with that when you're young, but then as you get older and you get past your first Saturn retrograde, it kind of goes wham, right? And so in since your Saturn, your Saturn is in retrograde, I would almost wonder, if your second Saturn returns is much easier than your first one, because because you have art, you've prepared for it, and you 
uh, know that there are certain things you have to do in order to listen to Saturn. Saturn's very karmic, tends to knock at the door. Um, and so, you know, you want to be paying attention to what is retrograde exactly. And um, if you have Virgo or Gemini, and I think you're like on the cusp, you're Virgo rising, right? You're yes. on the cusp of Virgo. So, um, and Virgo rising, you know, that's a big deal. It's a big deal when your your rising sign is a huge deal. And so then when when Mercury starts to go retrograde, retrograde yeah, you might find yourself stumbling over words or whatever, but then there'll be something really important that you have to review or edit. And this particular Mercury retrograde is a particularly good one, okay? So this one's going to bring us a lot of luck because Jupiter is going to be very involved at this time. I need luck. Yeah, <laughs> we could all use some luck, huh? And part of the reason we say that is because Mercury rules Virgo. Just I know we've yeah. said it a few times, but it's worth saying again. So when it's retrograde in its sign, it's it's have it. You know, it's the best place for it to be. Have that review. Mm -hmm. So you want to look and see what's in Virgo. If you have any planets in Virgo, including your ascendant, that's your ascendant is where you're headed. It's where you're going. It's actually who you really are underneath what other people see. So other people see your sun sign, but what who you really are is, is underneath there. It's in your rising sign, and that's really who you are. And um, that's that takes a little bit of time for people to really comprehend because we're so used to sun sign astrology and the sun is important but most of the time for the rest of your life you will be striving to be your sun sign like you will never be fully your sun sign um <laughs> and then but then other people so like aren't you a libra lacrosse so so like and 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 the sun is in detriment in in libra and so this often means that that it, when it's in detriment, it means there's a challenge there. And so what that means is almost every Libra I know struggles with relationships. It doesn't have to be love relationships. It can be friendship. It can be business. And you're and you've absolutely had that experience in your life. And it's just kind of like a lifelong like really, okay. And, like, I'm going to go pack my things up and go home and be alone under my fort blanket. <laughs> but you won't struggle with some other things like fairness. Uh, you'll be very fair person naturally. You'll be very harmonious naturally in yourself. And so some of those things will be easy, but some of those things will be challenging. And you'll constantly strive for harmony in your life. Like, you'll constantly be reaching for harmony because you won't want the discord the discurrent stuff you won't want people if people create drama you're going to be like oh. yeah must okay. I you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right and 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 as a as a as a scorpio rising i realized that people see the organizer and the serious and the feminist and everything else that virgo represents but 
who I really am is this spiritual, deep, intense kind of, um, you know, mysterious person. And then when you get to know me, you're like, gosh, Hollis is really deep. And that's what happens. It's because I'm a Scorpio rising. Right. And that's exactly what happens to Brayhawk too. Right. So everybody's like, oh, she's charming and she's fun. And then they get to know the Virgo and they're like, Oh, I didn't realize you were such a health geek. And um, <laughs> I didn't know. Like, you know, you, you just don't know. And that's Virgo. Virgo likes to have good health. That's a. So if you find yourself reviewing your health, so let's get to this week's astrology. Yeah. Um, if you find yourself Oops. reviewing this week's. August 28th uh, <laughs> to September 2nd. <laughs> Oops. I don't know Oops. why. Yeah. <laughs> it's that Mercury retrograde. See, no, every time. Just... It gets me every time. I'm total Virgo. I and... should offer to look at the slides before. Yeah, most of the time it's okay, yeah. but sometimes. Um, so I'm just going to move this over here because it's hard for me to there see some go. things. Okay. So, um so what I noticed in the beginning of the hey, I, at least I got I pulled the right charts, right? Jeez. That's the most important part. We read charts, not headers as well. Right. <laughs> and hopefully I've raised it up enough so I can see the uh, the little Simple corner chart. Throat. So if you see this chart and you're looking at it, just remember the the little boxes in the left hand side. Those are planets and those little symbols within it. It's like a, a, a graph, you know, and you can see, oh, okay, here's the line for Pluto and here's the line for Mercury. And you can see if they're meeting in an aspect. Those are aspects. So the triangle is a trine, the square is a square, and uh, you can easily look and see what those mean, okay? And there's, there's all kinds of symbols there. There's if you're also having a, an intense day like I was the other day, I looked at that little grid and went, quickly did the math and said, well, no wonder there's 10 squares and seven oppositions. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to lean into this six little trines, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? And you can try to you can try to light up your trines, you know, um Rick Levine, uh I really appreciated a lecture I listened to him um about trines and uh all aspects really. And he was like, you know, like what's T squares and stuff? Um, you'll do better at mastering them if you really engage all the points. And that's exactly what happens to trines, too. The trine won't really express itself until you, if it's a grand trine, until you express all three parts, okay? So that's kind of how these kind of larger aspects work. And this week on the 28th, I'll tell you what, right away I was like, oh, look at that. Um, Mercury is trining. Mercury is full on in retrograde by Monday the 28th, full on backwards. And look at that. It's it's trining Uranus. So those are surprises. You know, you might say or do something a little backwards or go back and review something or edit something. And this is the blessing again. This is the blessing we're talking about. And you'll be like, oh, thank God I went back through this. Like, oh, I'm so glad I was reviewing this. That's the kind of, um, especially that has anything to do with, because um, Athena is also, since, since Athena is conjunct 
Mercury, they're kind of together. So that's your strategy of how you're approaching things and how you're planning to do things. And even like any kind of like warrior energy or anything like that that you're doing, and especially with speaking. So if you're a speaker or you do any kind of public speaking um, or feminism, especially because it's in Virgo and it's trining Uranus, which is very quick. It's very sudden. Oh, wow. All of a sudden you realize that you're so glad that you took a moment to review that and edit that. And I think that's really, I think that's like a really big deal. And, you know, Vesta is also come into a sextile with the North Node. So that's your spirituality. Uh, Vesta is in Gemini. So if you're changing your spiritual path or adding something to your spiritual path, or you just feel slightly shifted, like your resonance is changing or what you're dedicated to, what you what you uh what you what you sort of work towards um what you dedicate yourself to day to day especially spiritual um things spiritual paths um it's going to be sextiling the north node and the north node right now is in aries so that's going to put you on a new path especially with aries so if you find yourself on a new path or exploring a new path that's Vesta sextiling the North Node. And so that's a good thing. Just embrace it. Let it happen. Um, just uh, be aware of any illusions that might be going on. Um, you might want to check in uh, if you're under an illusion uh, because Vesta is squaring Neptune. And so you might, and Neptune is backwards. Neptune is retrograde. And it's in its ruling zodiac sign. So Neptune rules Pisces and it's in Pisces. So what does that mean? Well, that means that you probably may not notice it right away. So you might want to ask some other people of their opinion. You might want to check in on any delusions. Maybe do some research. I don't know. You know, when I joined a cult years ago... I didn't know I was joining a cult, but people warned me and I didn't listen to them. And so was it meant for me? People warned me. They said, hey, Hollis, you may not want to join that group because, man, they have a bad reputation. And I, I didn't listen to them. I did it anyway. So maybe it was meant for me to do it, okay? So I'm also going to say that sometimes we're meant to be under a delusion for a little while, okay? So, um, and Saturn is in opposition to the sun and Lilith, which I think has been going on for a little while now. I think Lilith just moved over there, but the sun and Saturn have been kind of working at an opposition for the last few days. And that is, Saturn is very much like the system and karmic behaviors and discipline and those kinds of think about that kind of energy like your system and how things work and the discipline of it and the where you're going especially organizational so because Saturn's in Pisces Saturn's going to be a little bit about liquidating those things so if you find yourself completely washing away your old system and trying a new way go ahead and do that because that's 
that's exactly what needs to happen. And if you're reviewing how you've how you've done things, that's that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to kind of like go back and say, ah, none of this will work, and then come up into the sun um, in Virgo, which which is actually um, not you know it's it's very organizational and harvesting and very much about pushing forward. And with Lilith there, it will be very independent. It will give an independent streak to that kind of thing where you'll want to kind of do it your own way, do it the way you are. And I noticed that moon was trining Mars, right, huh? Yeah, well, the moon is in Aquarius. And so what you just said is exactly moon in Aquarius, right? Do it your own way, be independent, you know? <laughs> so moon in Aquarius is like the humanitarian, but also really independent, right? Very... Um, you know, sometimes they can be very idealistic, they can be very aloof, they can be very creative, and like I said, humanitarian. <clears throat> a Leo, uh, Aquarius moon is also, well, it's a fixed sign, isn't it? So it can have a fixed opinion, it can be a contrarian, it can be tactless, <laughs> things like that. There's always a both sides, right? So... The really beautiful thing about this week that I looked at, and we've been talking about this all month, is we've had a lot of yods, also known as a finger of God, also known as extremely faded energy. And again, it's those three points getting lit up. So the base has consistently been Pluto and Neptune, and this time the top of the T is Lilith. And then it moves around a little bit. but. All week, we have multiple yods, and we have a lot of trine energy. So um, this moon trine Mars is a beautiful one, right? Nice shine on that, because the moon is in Aquarius, and who rules Aquarius? Mercury and Uranus, right? Mm -mm. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. I don't think it's ruled by Mercury. It uh, was the original. Oh, it might be. Okay. Um, <laughs> traditional. Uh, Uranus. Uh, yeah, traditional. I'm not, I tend I don't to do get it modern right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's also opposing Juno and it's conjunct Pluto. So, um, and it's also in a sextile to Neptune. So really, really nice aspects for the moon on Monday. Very good flowing energy. And, you know, all of that... <clears throat> What are you dreaming of? What are you doing about it? What are you loyal to? What it what needs to transform? All of those things are in that package. And there's great energy to flow with that if any of those pop out and suddenly you know the answer. Yeah. So, and, you know, as we go on in the week, Tuesday, um, oh, and I wanted to mention that the... Part of Fortune is sextiling Pluto on Monday. So, um, but it's in Pisces, the Part of Fortune. So um, this is going to be very emotional. And so uh, if you suddenly start to change about what you think is fortunate, what is good um, in your life, and you start to question, what is fortune in my life? Like, what, what does it mean to be fortunate? Um, you might be surprised the different answers people would give. Um, I'm often surprised. 
Um, sometimes some younger people will think that it's like fame and money. And then someone else <laughs> um, older will be like, oh, no, it's about freedom. And it's about, you know, it's about this and that. And, and, and so everyone has a different definition of what fortunate is. And with it in Pisces, with it up against Neptune, maybe you've been under some illusions. And with it sextiling Pluto, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to probably bring a little bit of changes. So you might change about what you think is fortunate. And then the next day, the great thing is, is that the part of fortune is going to trine uh, Venus in Leo, who's retrograde. So Venus has been asking you for weeks now, since July, hey, what do you love? What, what, what is your heart's desire? What means a lot to you? And when the part of fortune comes up into Aries, there might be some things where you're like, you know what? I don't, I don't value that anymore. I used to value that, but now I don't. So listening to that message will be highly important, highly important. It's a very strong trine. They are exact on August 29th at 11 a.m., I, I do most of my charts for 11, 11 a.m. Uh, <laughs> just because, uh, you know, I'm a numbers person sometimes a little bit. And so with Venus retrograde, she's asking you what you love and it's trining the part of fortune. It's saying change what you think is fortunate and what you what you really because what happens, I think, for most of us is that we think these things are fortunate and then we get those things and then we're like, OK, Maybe this isn't as fortunate as I thought. What the hell? Ah, oh, man, this isn't really this isn't really what I want. So then you put. So spirit is essentially giving you the chance to put it back and get something else. And this is your moment, especially with the part of fortune in Aries, to collect a different way of celebrating fortune for your life, which I think is pretty great because I think. And I'm not talking about money. That's not how, what really feels fortunate to me. I like to be able to pay my bills. Yeah. But, um, but you know, part of fortune for me is other things like freedom and uh, being able to be outside and, and do some other things. Okay. And that's, those are fortunate to me. Having love in my life, having people around me, those are fortunate to me. And so Spirit is saying, then stop going towards that group, Hollis, and go towards this group. And I'd be like, oh, okay, right, okay. And so if you just accept it that way, it will work out much better, okay? And um, the other thing is that um, Neptune is and has been uh, squaring Vesta, okay? So... This is very much about your spirituality and religion with those two, because Neptune can sometimes represent that. Not so much religion, but spiritual path, mysticism, okay, those kinds of things. And since it's squaring Vesta, you may decide that you were dedicated to this path, but now you want to be dedicated to this path over here. Okay, and that's perfectly fine to change paths. It's perfectly fine to look in a different direction because Neptune has been is been retrograde in Pisces for some time, and you've probably slowly had some things revealed to you 
that you don't care for, okay? That don't feel good to you somehow or feel like maybe you were under a delusion. Maybe you were ignoring those red flags, you know, okay? Whatever's going on for you. But that, that square, I wanted to make you aware of that square. And Pluto is squaring Ceres, okay? So Ceres comes into a... A square, um, it's, I try to wait till the orb gets to at least five or so degrees. Um, I, I'm not, bigger orbs, I feel like we don't notice them as much. And so Ceres is coming into the orb of squaring Pluto, okay? And it's a little bit further out there, but I want to mention that you should be taking care of yourself and um, you should be really paying attention to how you how you take care of yourself, okay? And tap into that. Tap into doing the best you can, especially weighing that against relationships. Like, don't always put yourself last. Put yourself first sometimes. You actually get to take care of yourself before you take care of your kids or your partner or your mom or whoever you take care of, okay? And because this series is in um, Libra and that's very much about relationships. And so I'm trying to apply it there for you. And Pluto is about change and, and seeing a different thing. And if you find yourself being controlled or, or, or being manipulated into taking care of others first, you need to stand up for yourself and set some boundaries, okay? Set some boundaries and try to do it a little bit different. There is a pretty intense T-square with, uh, with, um, with Pluto and the nodes that's been going on for a while. So you may have been noticing this for a while. This is not a new thing. I'm just reminding you that it's there as it starts to come into a stronger feel, as it starts to come forward, okay? And then also there's another T-square on the other side of the chart with Vesta and Neptune and Athena. So Neptune is pretty much about spirituality and delusion and mysticism. And, and those are just some key words. And it's in opposition to P Pallas Athena, which tends to, um, and Mercury, both in Virgo. So this is about your strategy. And it could be about the spoken strategy about the way you speak about things or the way you communicate about things, okay? And it's in a square to Neptune, and it's, um, I'm sorry, it's in opposition to Neptune. So that means you may go back and forth from the delusional to the more uh, strategic speaking way, and that that is making it challenging to follow your spiritual path, okay? So you need to pick a way, pick a side, try to try to flow with one side, okay? And right now Mercury's in retrograde, so you're probably kind of all over the place, okay? Try to forgive yourself about that and um, just try to focus instead on the spiritual path um, and try not to judge yourself too much and just kind of let the other stuff unfold as it goes. Yeah, the energy on Tuesday the 29th is definitely a little bit more Tense. Mm -hmm. But it also has, <clears throat> there's a T-square, the moon is still, you know, a waxing gibbous moon. We're going to have a new moon, uh, sorry, a full moon on the 30th. But on the 29th, the moon, it's in a sextile to Chiron, but it's also got a T-square opposite um, Jupiter. And sorry, the moon is opposite Venus 
and it's the t top of the T-square is Jupiter. It's also squaring Uranus. And then again, there's a, another Yod, and Mercury is at the top of the Yod, the finger of God. And the base is Chiron in Aries and the moon in Aquarius. So exactly what you just said, except now it's being pointed to in a different way, mm. but the exact same kind of energies. What you just said, I was like, oh, wow, and there it is again. Another T-square and Mercury. Wow, there it is again. Just exactly what you just said. So right. being mindful of how what you say there could be some really profound healing that comes through some awareness and you know with venus in the mix and this is why there are so many different ways to read astrology yeah, so when you real. when you start exploring astrology what you quickly find out is there's like all these different methods and you're like well which one is the right one <laughs> and the thing is is which one is the right one for you it speaks because to you. eventually we'll all get we'll all get to the same place we'll all kind of predict the same thing or the same vibration or the same types of things most of the time it's just a matter of how you interpret it, okay? So even as I started to add some other planets like Zeus and Kronos, I started to notice that they're kind of saying the same thing that planets I already use are. And so that's because in astrology, you have to figure out what you're most comfortable with. And it's an intuitive, it is an intuitive science. So once you start to kind of get to know the vibrations and the meanings of the different planets, then what happens is you start to intuit uh, what that means for you, okay? And that's why you look at your chart every day, and that's how you start to read astrology. It's not an exact science. I'm not sure there is an exact science. You know, I was thinking that the other day. I read that I was at the hospital and they were asking me to sign a release form or something for a test. And 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 it said it said in the agreement that medicine is not an exact science. And I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. And I was like, but people like to think it is. Right. And it's not. Neither is astrology, okay? Um, and we used to use astrology for medicine, okay? Astrology just probably, uh, I think, um, let's see, this is 2023, 1920. So we used astrology uh, for medicine till like, I think, like, till like the 1940s, okay? So it's less than 100 years ago. We used to use astrology <laughs> to figure out people's medical things, Okay. So to diagnose people, especially when we didn't know what was going on, okay? So it's not an exact science. It's not. It's very little a, is. <laughs> and very little things are exact, including even medicine, so, okay? So I think the big thing that I've seen sort of come into this day on Wednesday, because I'm waiting until they get to an exact degree right. on the trine, okay? And is the grand trine. And the grand trine here is in Earth. So that's about manifestations. And that's gonna be that's gonna be like physical manifestations of things, physical things coming up. And it could just mean that you know you get your house set up or whatever. It's gonna be about things you can touch and feel and be and interact with, okay? It's not so much your thoughts, it's more about 
touchy-feely things, okay? And I'm thinking um, August 30th, yeah, okay. I, I think I have a, a big delivery on that day or the day before, and it's a trine, okay? It means you're on the right track. This is exactly, so if you're setting up something in your house, you're trying to get something physical, this is the day you want to do it. You're working on a project in your house. You know, you're redoing your kitchen or something. That's going to be Earth, okay? And so the grand trine is Pluto, which is about change, doing things a little differently. Athena is very much about strategy and getting this straight and doing it in a practical sort of way, okay? Pallas Athena is the warrior, but she is also very practical in her strategies. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Why are we doing it that way? Let's do it this way. It would be better if we did it, just do it this way, okay? And so when Pallas Athena steps forward and does that, that's, that's what you want to engage in, okay? And Uranus is going to be like, wham, just all of a sudden, it wasn't exactly what you planned, but hell, that's working. Great that this is perfect, okay? And so uh, be open so that Uranus can show you, especially if it's something a little weird, okay? Because Uranus tends to be a little on the weird side and um, or different or out of the box or unusual. That's why it rules Aquarius, okay? It tends to be out of the box. It tends to be just think differently or revamp things, like completely redo things. So if Uranus is involved with Earth, you could be like, oh no, we have to completely rearrange the room. And then you rearrange the room and it's perfect, okay? Um, or you completely do this, you're going to finish this project in a different way, okay? So that's exactly what's going to be going. It will be going on throughout the week, but on this day, on Wednesday, it will almost perfect, okay? It will come closer. Pluto's still at 28 degrees, but but Uranus and Pallas Athena will both be at 23 degrees. Okay. Well, the 30th, the big news on the 30th is that one. <clears throat> the moon will be seven degrees Pisces. It will be a full moon. And of course, a Pisces full moon is about um, intuition, deep feelings, innate intelligence, understanding, you know, from the heart, compassion is compassionate, um, sensitive, loving, Pisces moon, right? Creative, loyal, right? The, the challenge side of a Pisces moon can be indecisive because we're really watery. What are boundaries? I don't know. Discontented, <laughs> vague, secretive, and easily confused. So the, the Pisces moon will... Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of other things going on besides this trine. It's, um, you can see the moon is conjunct Saturn. And so they're, they're going to amplify each other's energies. Um, but really, there's like nine trines, four yods. It's that all week is this, is this many trines and many yods uh, flowing energy that, you know, you've been articulating so perfectly about the direction and how to light up the three points, you know? So that's really the big story on the 30th is it's a full moon. 
Ah, it's a full moon with it in Pisces. Yeah, so follow your intuition is what I would do on that day with a full moon in Pisces. I would be following my intuition, especially about anything you're trying to manifest. And uh, yeah, that's what, exactly what I would be doing. I would just be following my intuition because a full moon is intuitive anyway. And if it's in Pisces, it's more intuitive. So just follow your intuition about your system or your, and it, since it's conjunct Saturn, I would say follow your intuition about the system or how you're going to do this. Yeah, whatever you're manifesting. There's something you're manifesting this week and Wednesday it could really come out, okay? Now some some people it might happen on Tuesday or even Monday. Um, some people are more cardinal energy and for people that are a little bit more fixed energy might have it not till Thursday or Friday or something, okay? The 31st. Now Venus is, is gonna square the part of fortune on this day. It's, a, it, it's pretty much exact at 11 o'clock. So I'm just going to be like, are you shopping? Don't shop. Don't buy something. Uh, wait a day or two. Um, just not on this day, okay? Just not at this time on August 31st at, at around 11 o'clock, okay? Just just, just don't. Because um, <laughs> Venus is retrograde and the part of fortune is there. You'll probably pay too much for it or something won't be right about it, Okay. Um, it won't, yeah, Venus is retrograde and she's asking you what you love and, um, and, and it's squaring the part of fortune. So what do you think is fortunate, but it's going backward. It's, 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 it's asking you to review and to edit. So be careful about anything you're purchasing. Maybe you just pause, you know, sometimes when I'm shopping for things online, I put them in the shopping cart and then just. I don't even buy it. I, I wait like a day or two and I don't even buy it. And sometimes, sometimes I'm like, why, why did I think I wanted that? Take that <laughs> off. I don't need that. Right. And then sometimes I'm like, Oh look, here's one cheaper. Right. Or, um, or I don't need, that's not the color I want. I want this color or this size or whatever. Something changes about it. So Put it in the shopping cart and then leave it there and come back in a few days. Come back next week, okay? But Venus is squaring the part of fortune on this day. Mm. Um, also, be, be you know, be aware of who you love and who you want to keep in your life that day in particular. Well, the moon is still in Pisces. It's a, now going to be a waning moon. And it's in a sextile to Uranus. And it's opposing Mercury. Now, that's, those are really the main things. So again, being mindful of what we say. Um, and, but the sextile to Uranus could be a, a delightful surprise. You just never know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with the moon um, in opposition, sorry, with the moon... Um, is in opposition to Mercury, I'm thinking, you know, you might be feeling one thing and saying something else. Ooh. So be aware of that. I can see that. The deep Pisces moon, you're feeling one yeah. thing, 
but Mercury and Virgo, you're trying to be careful about what you say, so you're not really. Or you're trying to be honest. in service to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to say what wow. you think they want you to say. Yep. And so that's Venus and Virgo. That's Mercury and Virgo yep. backwards. You're saying what you think they want you to say, but you really actually feel something completely different. Hmm. So uh, that's especially the moon in Pisces. Yeah. The first. And on Friday, um, what's so Pluto is trining the part of fortune on this day. So that's a really great. That's really great in Taurus. So luxuries, um, maybe you go out to dinner or something like that. <laughs> Taurus, um, maybe you'll value some sort of food or something like that because Taurus is very food centered. But there'll be some sort of value that you'll recognize, especially because they're both in Earth. That's what makes me think it's something physical. Um, and so you'll you'll really find value in some of the things that you care mostly about. And Vesta is also trining series. So Vesta is very much about your spiritual path and where you're going. And series is about taking care of yourself. So, so you'll see some of that self-care starting to pay off um, around your spiritual path. Maybe um, your, um, especially since the part of fortune is going to sextile Neptune and Pluto is also sextiling Neptune and the moon is conjunct Neptune on this day. All of that is going to kind of enhance spirituality, intuition, psychic abilities, um, mysticism, and things like that. So you may actually find that you're more fortunate in that manner, um, that there's more fortune around it, that the strategies that you were using for your spiritual path will actually start to work. So if you've been working at something and you've been trying to do something or learn something new, this is a great day to learn new strategies um, on how to, um, you know, pretty much how to, how to uh, sort of enhance your third eye, if you will. Your third eye, I would, I would suggest would be very strong on this day. So if you're doing readings, if you're already a psychic reader or something like that, um, I would strongly suggest you do readings on this day. Friday, September the 1st is a great day to uh, really, and if you want a reading, it will be a good day to get a reading <laughs> because your reading will be more accurate because yeah. Neptune and Pluto are sextiling and the part of fortune is there. So you're going to get what you want out of it. You're going to get your money's worth in your reading. Yeah. And, you know, part of fortune is also going to join in that grand trine. So if there's something physical that you're trying to produce um, with Pluto and Uranus Athena that I talked about this week, it, you, you'll find that you feel very fortunate to have that thing uh, or to have manifested that thing or to have rebuilt your kitchen or to have rearranged the room or whatever it is physically that you have done. And you know, the kite, there is a kite on this day, um, a pretty strong kite that will be headed towards that Neptune and the moon. And that's again, another point towards psychic abilities and um, yes. intuition and uh, spirituality and stuff like that. So listen to your intuition on this day like it's super important um to listen to your intuition because there's going to be a really high intuition on this day cool that's awesome well the moon has now entered aries neptune is still of course 
hanging out in Pisces. It's the one sign in its uh, domicile. Um, well, I think Mercury's in Virgo, so that's in its domicile too. Uh, anyway, um, the moon in Aries, we often talk about as the nervous temperament, right? It's energetic, it's enterprising, it's optimistic, it's open to change, it's idealistic. It can also be very impulsive. Aries can be very impulsive. Aries moon can be opinionated, can be domineering, can be impatient, can be vain. Those are all Aries qualities. So now think about the moon think about the moon rules and motions and tides so you have the cool moon with this hot aries and you end up with this kind of electric temperament this a little bit of a nervous temperament is what we call it and so uh it's not the easiest sign for the moon to be in i would say that mm-hmm so if you if you know you have moon in Aries or you're a little bit nervous or anxious about your reading or your psychic abilities, it's just just know that it's the moon. One of the ways that I deal with those kinds of anxieties um, in a reading is to just ask the moon to take to to help you calm down and take a few deep breaths. Take a few deep breaths. Thank you, Moon. I hear you. I'm a little bit nervous and anxious right now. If you could help me just relax, I'd appreciate that. And um, sometimes I'll end up like seeing myself on the water or something like that. Yeah, because mm -hmm. the Moon is also opposing Mars, and that's so this makes it a little bit of a challenge. Um, but it's in a sextile to Pluto, which is very nice, and you can see it's conjunct Neptune. Um, so. Yeah, a little bit of the bo both and there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because Moon is conjunct Mars, but yeah, so you might be a little bit nervous if you're doing readings um, or anxious. Opposing Mars conjunct. Sorry, Neptune. yeah, it's conjunct Neptune and opposing Mars. Yeah. So you just might be a little bit anxious. So be aware of the thoughts in your head. Right. All right, and September second. I just wanted to remind you, I think I reminded you earlier that Pluto is still squaring the nodes. <laughs> okay. And that's been going on for some time. It's part of a square. The best thing to do is to embrace change. Okay. Allow things to change. Try not to hold on to the old way of doing things because it will kick you in the ass later. Okay. And that's, that's just part of Pluto squaring the nodes right now. Just, just embrace the change and try to figure out how to change it with as much grace as possible. Mm. And um, Lilith will be trining the North Node on this day, which I thought was really nice because Lilith is very much about independence, and the North Node in Aries is also pretty independent, and it's also about going forward and doing things. So if there's something you got to get off the ground, do it on Saturday or even Friday, but Saturday will even be a perfect trine. So, um, so, you know, just, just uh, step forward with whatever you're trying to manifest, especially if it's something for you or very independent or, you know, very forward and going and leadership, okay? Those kinds of things are going to be uh, pretty important. And Ceres is also sextiling Lilith. So if this is something you've been 
let's say uh, you've been uh, taking care of yourself for a long while and you've been manifesting your psychic abilities, you've been practicing, and now uh, you want to finally do a, a public event or something like that, you want to try it out, this will be the day, okay? Um, because series is, is about nurturance and something you've been nurturing recently in your independence, something you've been trying to like bring forward about yourself, um, you'll probably finally get there on Saturday, okay? And with Venus sextiling the part of fortune, that's also saying, that's also Venus, she's been asking you for a while now, what feels good, and it's a sextile, and it's sextiling the part of fortune in Gemini. So you might just feel like, I really have to listen to this or do this thing or whatever, and that's going to help you really fill up your cup. Um, and Gemini, Gemini kind of has two faces and tends to flip flip-flop back and forth or tends to be kind of all over the place. So if you find yourself jumping around, um, experimenting with things, that's what's supposed to happen. And with Venus retrograde, you could be reviewing some things. So yeah, like reviewing what you love and what, what you enjoy. So don't be afraid to hit next. <laughs> like if you're listening to something and you don't like it, just hit next. So the moon goes void, and you can see it's going to conjunct Chiron and go over the north node as well. Um, it's in a trine to Venus, so that's lovely. Um, but not, a, you know, by Sunday, that's just some really nice aspects. There's not a lot of challenge there, uh, you know. So it'll be, as Nadia says, a great week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, with the part of fortune um, and Vesta becoming conjunct on Sunday, that's really going to be your spiritual path. You're really going to feel very spiritual on Sunday. So don't be afraid to, like, listen to that and do that and really respond to that part of you that wants that. Okay? Even if it's different. So, Lacrosse, did you have anything that you wanted to share today? Well, there's actually a couple things because we're still in the bear season. And okay. um, I found it interesting about, you know, a lot of retrograde reviewing and reviewing. And bears are really known for hibernation. That's the first thing that comes to people's mind is they hibernate. And it's kind of like doing that. Of course, it doesn't mean go run and hibernate, but taking that step back real quick and being able to embrace the review and being able to take that time and realize this is just a passing moment. Let's just look this over so that way we can get it right. Another thing is, is do what you like. Bears are very overindulgent. They love to eat. They love to eat. They love to get into everything, and they love to eat. So in other words, enjoy the overindulgent. You know, like don't be guilty about honey. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. I was like, I was just listening to the Tao of Pooh today, and it's just so interesting. It's all about the honey. It's all about the honey, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I think just take this time and, yeah, step back and review. But also, it's okay to, to like, to want things and to overindulge a little bit is that balance, you know, review and indulge and review and indulge. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks for reminding us of that. I think that's awesome. Um, I love bears. <laughs> They're too uh, cute. Yeah, and they definitely like to eat. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, my friends. So I'm going to pull three cards. And uh, 
see what we get for this coming week. And this is the Pride deck. So each one of these cards is done by a different LGBTQ artist. So the first card that I get is on the Page of Wands. And this is kind of funny because I think I'm looking at this going, oh boy. Okay, this is kind of what I said in today's uh, forecast. And this is about your spiritual path. This is about, um, this is about, you know, the spiritual ex exploration that you've done in the past. Especially if you were a newbie at something. You were trying something new on. You were trying a new way. Um, just learning a new thing. Um, this is very much like kind of the fool, um, but it's the page of wands. So it's specific about spirituality. This card is specific about new spiritual paths or a new way of looking at things. Okay. And this is a reminder of where you started. Okay. So maybe you started it like six months ago or a long time ago. Okay. And now you've been, and you've been working on it and working on it and working on it. And now, as we go forward, Spirit is saying this week, you're really going to come into a mastering of putting it into action, of making it work for you, of making it manifest the beautiful things you want. Like, if you notice, this sword has a crown <laughs> and a high heel, which makes you think of, like, drag queens and kings, like, winning the crown, right? Um, but yeah, and I think that's exactly what it's about. You know, it's about, it's about getting it because that's the Ace of Swords anyway. The Ace of Swords is very much about manifesting exactly what we wanted. And that's exactly what this is saying. So this week, if you notice that something comes into fruition, something you've been working on for a while, that's exactly what this is about. This is like, finally, it's there, especially anything that has to do with your third eye. Um, because the swords, um, if you look at the front of that crown, has like the third eye. Can't quite see it. It's right in the middle. Um, it's it's kind of gray looking. But anyway, and it's um, also the, um, it's the, like, it kind of looks like a big eyeball. And uh, it's right in the middle of the, uh, zoom won't focus for us. But with the um, but with the high heel and the crown, it's pretty on on the sword. It's pretty much saying you have finally got there. You have manifested it, and so that's going to be opening up some choices for you in the future. And that's exactly what this card is about. This is about it's going to make some choices for you. It's going to help you make more choices. It's going to put forth in front of you things that you maybe have always wanted to manifest. Um, and give you some choices about your future and about how you present them or how you bring that forward. And that's exactly what this card is about. It's about choices and about considering those choices. Um, so you're probably going to find yourself in the future having to make a choice about how you present it. So remember, your spiritual path, whatever, whatever you've been studying for a while or learning about or trying to master in the past, um, that is going to come forward and you're going to feel really strong this week. You're going to be able to manifest exactly what you've been trying to do. It's going to come into fruition and you're going to recognize it. You're going to feel like you have it in your hand 
and going forward you, it's going to provide you with a lot of choices and a lot of different ways to go with a lot of diversity which is actually a really great blessing um, although it might leave you a little bit confused at times. It like, looks yeah. like a lot of trines and yods to me. That's yeah. what I like. Well, the week theme of the week exactly. was like 10 trines and four yods most days. Right. So that's exactly what that card looks like. It's like, whoa. Right. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it pretty much matches our forecast this week. That's fun. So I'm hoping that um, you'll find that useful this week. I'm excited to hear about what you manifest this week. What's your physical thing that you manifested this week? Let us know in was the comments. It, That's was always it a special fun. meal? Was it? Did you rebuild your kitchen? Post some pictures. Let's see. Um, or whatever it is. Take a picture. Let us see what it is. Um, I think I know what mine is. Um, so. <laughs> I think I know what mine is. Cross fingers. All right. Okay. Yeah, so we all so. have personal things that could be manifesting in a good way this week. And I encourage you to stay positive this week and um, just try to think positive and stay on your track. Maybe do a full moon ritual. There we go. It's always good to give thanks for which. Yeah, we the full moon's on the 30th. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always good to give thanks for what's what, what is already here. Congratulations on getting to the here and now, man. Right. <laughs> you did it. Exactly. All so right. Much love from Rainbow Soul Astrology. Please comment, like, share. We appreciate you. We appreciate you so much. Thanks for tuning in and look for us next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.